I think yoga is the practice of paying attention. On this podcast, Yoga Strong, we talk about what paying attention on the mat, what being aware and being present, whether you're in the studio or out of the studio or in the kitchen or with your family or with your friends in connection, in your heart, in your head. What does paying attention look like for your life? That's what this podcast is all about. That's what Yoga Strong is about. It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat. It's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong with your host, Bonnie Weeks. It's so lovely to be here with you today. I have been thinking about the word wellness, and I've been alluding to it a little bit in a couple podcasts recently, but just this idea that I work in the wellness industry And there's a lot of different ways that we can talk about wellness and what the wellness industry is, but the yoga industry, the coaching industry, the the word industry is feeling like a lot now, Uh, but just being in the space where we're talking about what does it mean to be well? And I've had a really up close experience with that. It is March right now. And the end of August and beginning of September of this past year, so six months ago, I started to feel some twinginess in my low back and in my left hip, kind of my SI joint. So right where your sacrum, where your tailbone is, your tailbone is attached to some fused bones in between the your, your pelvis and the back. And so if you were to put your finger on your tailbone and then run up before you hit your low back, you're going to hit some hard bony parts and that's your sacrum. And it attaches to your, your pelvis and where it attaches on the left-hand side, there's to the top of your pelvis. Um, that's like a big area for a lot of nerves to go down and it's called your SI joint, your sacral iliac joint. And Nerves can get pinched there and it can be real painful. So I started to feel some things in that space and it just was kind of cranky and, and I, you know, was still moving and still doing things, but I just could feel that there was some, some ache in there, but I didn't change anything. And, you know, as, (laughs) as things do, when things whisper to you and they're like, Hey, like pay attention to me. And if we don't, then they start to yell. <laughs> that is what happened. And I woke up in October one night in the middle of the night, I woke up and for what continued for a, a month, all of October really, is that I would wake up and be in so much pain that I would roll to my side and work to get out of bed and be standing at the side of my bed eventually kind of on my right foot and I'd be bent over like think about the position where you're going to sit down into a chair like that's the position I was in and my hands on the bed or I'm gripping my ass or gripping in my hip flexor in the front like I've just sometimes just pinch it so hard because I'm in that little bent chair kind of shape and I'm trying to stand up And, you know, when I had my third baby, I was like, yeah, I'll try it. I'll try it without, you know, Pitocin and not no induction. No, like no, 
well, I did Pitocin on the first one, but I didn't have an epidural and, um, my first two I did. And I was like, I just want to feel what it feels like. And I was like, oh, that was pain. <laughs> so I thought I knew what pain was, but y'all, I have a different experience. And my empathy for people who live with chronic pain is, is immense now because it would take me maybe 25 minutes to get from that chair position in my body to standing all the way upright, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. And it was really not a lot of fun. <laughs> and I found a couple things in that first, in that first month in October, I'll say first, because we're here and it's still a journey in a way. And one of the things that I found was I would wake up and I would be crying. I'd be crying and Oh, it hurt bad. And then also on top of that, I was thinking about like things would go through my head about the things that I wanted to do. And I was in so much pain that I couldn't do a lot of things. I couldn't even sleep. I mean, I would wake up and after maybe two hours of sleep and then have to stand up. And then after I stood up, I'd walk around in my house and do that, you know, for an hour or two until the pain subsided enough that I could lay back down and and I could actually fall back asleep again. And then I would do that all night, about two hours. It's like, this is when you sleep like a baby. <laughs> you wake up and cry every couple hours. Oh gosh, at least that was my first baby. Oh, first, that's a lot of learning, right? But I was there, I was in this space and would be crying, would be in this process and realize that like any coughing and all this like kind of motion with my lungs, with my voice actually hurt more. So I stopped crying. I pulled in and it would be like just whimpering because when I'd cry, my body would shake and then it would hurt more. And in other times, like not in sleep time, like if I laughed, it hurt. If I'm trying to like poop. It hurts. If I'm trying to like, I'm sitting in the car, good night. Like I just, I just couldn't sit in the car. <laughs> like it was just, <sighs> it's a different thing. You know, when you have so much pain that your body hurts when you're trying to express anything. And I didn't know what that was like before. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> now I do. Now I get it. And October was, was pretty not awesome. And then November eased up a little bit. December, like about a week or so into December, I, um, actually I don't want to like, that was, a, that was a fast over November, November. Like I started sleeping through the night and I, my body started feeling good, but I didn't change any patterns. I didn't add anything else. I didn't, I didn't change anything. My body like got out of that October terrible, but I didn't do anything about it. My body felt good. I didn't do anything. So this all this is all gonna wrap together here. December. Um whew, sometimes holidays are kind of stressful. This past one was pretty stressful because there were some changes in our family dynamics and with my ex and with the kids and navigating that on top of holidays, on top of work and business. And um I think that month, like it was really like this turn on of stress and everything felt bad again, and I was not sleeping well. And I started to 
realized that I needed to acknowledge how much stress I was having in my life. And I was like, you know what, actually, this is kind of stressful to be like a parent. (laughs) It's kind of stressful to like run your own business sometimes here, you know, like it's kind of stressful to like take care of all the house things and kind of stressful to be like, what are we having for dinner again? And it's stressful to like have and build relationships and maybe, maybe have some stress in my life. And, you know, how does that relate to wellness? Yeah. In January, pain. During this whole time, I've had now two panic attacks in the middle of the night, which I never knew what that was like. So now I've known, now I know what that's like. And then, you know, I'm in March now of 23. And for the past several weeks, three weeks, four weeks, maybe, well, really like February, I came back in January, I, I went for a trip to Ohio and I travel and I teach yoga workshops sometimes at different places. And so I was invited and working with somebody that's real awesome. And, um, and I came back from that trip and everything needed to change. And I really started asking some questions. And so what I'm bringing to you today is maybe some questions to consider. If you are somebody who is a caretaker, somebody who is a teacher, somebody who shows up and holds a lot of space for other people. If you're somebody who is a parent, if you're somebody who is starting to experience some pain and you're not listening to it and it's whispering, then maybe these are some questions that you want to sit with. And maybe one of these sparks something for you and you do something about it. These are some things that I just want to share, like my learning journey of what is wellness is so much more than one thing. And that's what this podcast is about today. Because I started to think about when this started and I started to think about how I had you know, I've been working at a spa and I stepped back into my own business and at the end of July. I was thinking about how, you know, you like I could not I could not keep the same attention to my business at the same time as I'm holding so much uh, community building with where I was working um, outside of my business as well. And so stepping back full time into my business, then there was some more things to build again to be able to support myself and my children. And like I think the stress of that and stepping back into it in a, in a new way and a new in a new person, right? You're a new person. Oh, so I think that and going into the school year is always a wild ride. Like going from summer to school and this year in particular has been has been big. I have two kids in high school and and as as I get to watch these humans grow, my emotional availability and processing availability to help them navigate the world or make sense of it or just be the sounding board, like it's a lot of energy and attention and time. And so I think I just started to think about the timing of things and started to think about how I had been telling myself that I should be lifting. I had been telling myself that I was sitting too much. I'd been telling myself that I wasn't doing the things I knew I needed to be doing. I was telling myself that, but I wasn't listening. 
And it's easy to get in the loop of, well, I have to do this for this person and this person and this person. And and that might be true. But if it's to the detriment of you, then everything will will and might, who knows, stop. And you will be forced. (laughs) You can choose to change or be forced to change. And the forcing is not very much fun. And can I say as a definitive that this is what it all was? No. I just I know that there wasn't a, a singular thing that created this injury that I am treating. I know that. And I know that it is more than physical. I know that. And I know that this past month, when I started to think about what I needed, like what did I really need in my life? And and these aspects of us, our physical aspect, our spiritual, our mental, our emotional, and our social aspects, the energy that we put ourselves around it and other people, like all of these are important. And how is I paying attention? If we're going to talk about the practice of paying attention, and if I am going to lead a room as a teacher or as a coach, then I sure as hell have to be asking these questions for myself. What is paying attention here? What is needed? What is useful and usable? What is it that I need to do to be able to show up to to be stronger so that I can hold my community up? And if we are all stronger, we rise even more powerfully together. We need each other. So I started asking these questions and I started saying, oh, what role is stress having in my life? And actually, I think just staying out loud that things are stressful um, and, and making sure that I like say that not as a complaining, be like, oh, actually, I think I want to acknowledge that there's some stress in what I'm doing or in what I'm feeling. Okay, let's set that down. I don't have to hold that in me. Like, let's like say it out loud, be able to like feel it in my mouth, be able to see it in a way. Like, let's, let's do that. And in this whole journey of like, I couldn't express, right? Like the crying, the laughing, and now I can laugh again. And I'm definitely crying again too. <laughs> like it's all of it. And you're listening to my voice here. And I was recording podcasts during this time. And whew, this is such a big reason for why I show up everywhere I do is like, it's about it's about story. It's about voice. It's about your voice. It's about my voice. It's about us being able to say and claim and hone and and be the things that we want to be and do and be brave enough for that. And it's really hard if that all of a sudden feels closed. And so that has been a journey to think about. And, and one of the things that I have been asking is, what is something... I don't want to say, right? What is it that I need to say? Am I holding something inside of me? Is there something I want or something I need that I'm not giving voice to? And y'all, it is scary as hell to ask for what you need. To like truly be like, if you were to sit still and be like, I really want, you name it. I think sometimes we edit ourselves and we say, oh, I can't say that. Or maybe you don't even say it because you're like, "That's it's not even an option. It's not even an option. And I think the more that we listen to each other and each other's stories and realize how much freaking choice we have and how much possibility is out there to 
to mold your life and to build your life and to layer life layer your life in a way that you are proud of it 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 looks like so many different things like you get to create it and it's personal to you it is not any other shape that will match anybody else but you so what is it what is something that you really want to say that you have not said what is that and can you say it and part of this as well was i was thinking about you know the social aspect i've i've been really intentional then about trying to meet up with people and say, let's make coffee dates. And I, I heard recently from a friend, and there's an idea of uh, 50 coffee dates, <laughs> which you're like, okay, 50 coffee dates doesn't sound like an idea, right? But like somebody has like talked about it, be like, hey, go on 50 coffee dates. And it's not necessarily like a date, as in like a romantic date, but go out with a mentor, go out with a peer, go out with somebody that you are mentoring, go out with a random stranger. I don't know, like just you're sitting down, you're going to dinner, you're you know, having some sort of intentional time. It doesn't have to be coffee. It's just an intentional time where you are meeting up to talk with somebody else just to talk to them. And having these times, there's been a lot of that in this past month and a half. And that's been a big piece of of what I've been thinking about too, is I'm like, okay, let's acknowledge the stress that I have. Let's like say like, oh, you know what? This is work. And this requires like attention and awareness and dedication and like energy and and focus and self-awareness like okay great and also like are you what are you saying or not saying and what do you need to say more of and also are you making time to show up with people people that you look up to people that you're walking next to people that you're helping and then another one is are you letting people hold you if you are a teacher and you've not taken classes or you're not going to massage, or you're not getting getting acupuncture or chiropractic work or a foot rub or I don't know, like, and I want to say out of the home, out of your house, out of your apartment, out of wherever you live, like going somewhere else. And I understand also in saying that this that, that could be a place of privilege, right? Like it, it costs money. So if you if somebody can come to your home, if you can create a trade amongst friends, if you have like the skill set to then be able to share this experience where you don't have to show up and give anything, where can you create demand free time for you where anything you're doing is not to create a product? It's not to produce any sort of revenue. It's not to take care of anybody else. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is show up for the experience and somebody else does it for you. You are doing it in other ways. And this is how we grow together. We have to be able to hold each other. You hold others And then you let yourself be held. And in that way, we don't get burned out. In that way, we feel seen and valued and realize we belong in a community. And that way, in that way, we can find wellness. And that is something I've intentionally started to put myself into. I said, okay, once a week, I'm going to go and put myself in, in a situation where I get to be held. And what does that look like? And it looks like a lot of different things. And... I think the the other thing is 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 the physical aspect then. 
And this podcast is called Yoga Strong. (laughs) And truly putting myself in movement. And it's the backside of my body that is hurting. You know what needs to be strong? The backside of mine and your bodies. It is greatly significant in the way that the backside of our body, if it is strong, how that impacts our life is very important. And and also it's not, it doesn't operate in singularity, right? This was a lot of prompts and questions I've shared. So it's that and, but lift up some weights and it's a program, like find, find a program, sign up for it. If you're like, I'm lost. Or if you're like holding so many things, you're like, I cannot program for myself. Get somebody else to program for you. There's so many amazing coaches out there. If you need somebody, if you need a direction, message me, I will send you somewhere. I currently don't I don't have any one-on-one clients. That's not something I'm offering at this time. And I know people though that do, and they're stellar humans. And it can be programming that's written for you, or it can be somebody that you're showing up with. Like there's a lot of different ways it can exist, but literally moving my body and lifting weights. And when you're in pain, when you're in pain, you want to do the movement that moves you, like, like, like create movement, create spinal movement. Everybody go dancing, <laughs> dance in your kitchen. I don't care. Move your hips, move through your spine. Um, and do things that are not that sharp pain where you're like danger, 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 danger. And your body wants to run away. I want you to be okay with some discomfort. If it feels like, Ooh, this feels interesting. That's fine. Interesting is great. When it's the sharp stab pain and your body like wants to run away from itself, that's where you don't go. And so you work in this place of a little bit of discomfort because growth and change is going to be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> We're talking physical, but that's more the physical, you know, <laughs> and be in that space and do what you can do in that space and keep showing up. For me in particular, so I have this low back and left SI and the things that the movement things that I've been doing is, um, there's a guy on Instagram that I follow that is, um, he does kin stretch. So kin stretch with beard is his account. And I signed up to do his, his, uh, kin stretch program. So he has an online library and, and, um, walks through, cars and pills and rails and that those terms might not make any sense to you but it's a, a strength it's a mobility program which is strength training in your end range of motion for your your joints and that was one of the things that I felt like started me off on being able to do the things on top of being in the hands of an acupuncture and chiropractor friend on top of starting to lift weights, especially targeting the backside of my body, my legs, my butt, my back, and core strength training, which means a lot of different things. Core means a lot of different things. It means saying the things that I'm really afraid to say sometimes, even to people that I love that, and, and understanding their impact and making sure that I'm saying things with great care But if there's something I want or a direction I'm moving or something I want to create in the world to use my voice and to be that 
kindest self and to be the bravest self when self-doubt is easy. Self-doubt is easy to tap into, right? We can be like, oh, why? No, it's too much or whatever, whatever, whatever we say. And to make that time to then connect with people as well. These are some things. These are some things with wellness and and perhaps I didn't like specifically say spirituality in this, but I think the spirituality piece of this on top of mental and on top of like the mindset and the way you talk to yourself and the way I say like there is no rush and, and how I say that, um, that like even if this is sad right now that I can't do the things that what I can do is also important. And, you know, it was many goals. I was like, I just want to jump off the ground with two feet. Guess what I can do now? I can jump off the ground with two feet. Not all the time, but I can sometimes. I want to be able to ride my lover. I can do that sometimes. That's better than never. And I can do handstands again. I have to jump off my other leg now, but that's okay. I can tie my shoes better. And that was hurting real bad. And I, I can really demo and, and get around like a lot of like that pain, but also like everybody's going to get injured. It doesn't matter if you're like a professional, like mover or teacher, like you're going to get injured. And so it's like, what are we going to learn from this? Like injury is a teacher. It's sometimes a sucky one and not one that we want, but we get to look at it and use it however we want. And so I'm really looking at this as how can I then show up and, and share here, right? How can I share here? How can I share and, and really like be a voice for like, what is wellness? And how do I recognize and my definition of spirituality is like connection to self, others, and the world around me. And that 100% is all of these things. Hmm. Wherever you are in your journey, if there are any questions or ideas that have prompted you today, as like something that maybe makes you makes you curious, or maybe something that makes you even a little bit braver to say or do a thing. Like I want to celebrate that, and invite you to like lean in because I tried the not leaning in <laughs> and landed next to my bed in a whole lot of pain, and you know, pain is inevitable. We're all going to experience pain in our lives. But if any of these are sparking for you, please take them, please use them and live your most well life and continue to explore what that means for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. My hand on my heart and deep gratitude for this attention and energy. I'll talk to you soon.